Hey, this is Ryan Miller. I'm the lead pastor of Local Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk encourages you, inspires you, and reminds you that there is always hope, that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Good morning. If you want to get your notes out, we are jumping into a brand new collection of talks, as you can see on the screen and see on your notes. We're starting a brand new collection of talks called The God I Never Knew, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit is one of the most important things that we can talk about here at church because it's a very important part of the Trinity of God that we're going to have a conversation about today. I'd love for you to take out your notes and get ready to fill some things in. And we always leave space in the margin for you to jot down some extra things that God speaks to you. You can also text the word local to 97,000. You can get the notes on your phone or follow us along in the YouVersion Bible app. Well, today is going to be a great day. Do me a favor. Would you welcome everybody that's watching for Local City Church online today. Thank you so much for being with us, Local City Online, wherever you're at. Give me a good amen in the comments section or your favorite emoji, and thanks for joining us Joining us with us today. And remember, there is always hope, because as we say a lot here, hope has a name, and that name is Jesus. It is our heart and vision here at Local City to help you do four things. Experience God for yourself, make friends and find freedom in your life, discover your purpose, and dream again. And we want to help you experience that on your faith journey. I'm the pastor here at Local City. My name's Ryan. If we haven't met yet, my wife was singing worship up here. Her name's Adrian. And it's an honor to be here today, but it's an honor to call you our church community. And we believe there is a place for you for God to do some amazing and mighty things. I'm feeling good today. Just got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty good today because, uh, My Florida State Seminoles have won two weeks in a row. Come on, fans out there, if you're still out there and I'm not the only one, we're doing okay. We looked pretty good. For you Bama fans, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you've won enough, all right? So late night, sorry about it. Thanks for still being in church today. And forgive me if I offended you by that comment. But hey, I'm a Florida State fan, so if anyone can say anything, I can, all right? Because we are in the lowest of the low, but we're doing good. I'm really excited about the topic today because once again, man, the Holy Spirit is something that I believe can really move in our life. And what I want you to believe today is the title of the message. The title of this message this morning is, write this down, who is this person? Who is this person? Now, from here on out in this message, I'm not going to refer to the Holy Spirit as something because the Bible never refers to the Holy Spirit as something or an it. It refers to the Holy Spirit as a person. As we're going to see in scripture today, it's referred to as a person of the Trinity of God. We've got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it might be your first time in church in a long time. Well, hey, we're so glad that you're here. And I believe God can encourage you and speak to you in this message. If we look in John chapter 14, these are the words of Jesus. And this is a conversation Jesus is having with his disciples at the very end of his life. I always say, if someone is telling you something at the very end of your life, it's probably important to listen to it. It's probably important to pay attention to it. Well, in John chapter 14, starting in verse 16, here is what Jesus says to us today. And he says to his disciples way back when, when he was about to go to the cross, he tells us that, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Would you circle the word advocate in your notes today? Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. 
But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. I love this, I love this verse. This is Jesus reminding us. He's telling the disciples that, hey, in just a little bit, I'm gonna have to go. In just a little bit, I'm gonna give my life as a sacrifice and ransom for many to pay the price you couldn't pay. And, and days after that, when I conquered death, eventually I'm ascending back to heaven to be at the right hand of the Father. But I want you to know I'm not leaving you to fight for yourself. I'm not leaving, by, leaving you by yourself. I'm not leaving you alone. I don't know about you, but there's definitely been times in my life where I felt like God's left, where I felt like I'm alone in what's going on in my life. I felt like I'm the only one trying to make things work out. And in this story with the disciples, he's telling them, hey, I do have to go. I mean, imagine this. You're a disciple. You've followed Jesus for a few years. You've seen him raise the dead. You've seen him make blind people see. You've heard him talk about the love of God in a truly intimate and powerful way like no one ever has before. And he tells you, you're invited to experience that. And one day he says, all right, I'm out of here. No, Jesus, you can't go anywhere. Our life was nothing before you. We left everything to follow you. And now you're just gonna go? As we're gonna see later, Jesus tells the disciples, it's actually better that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come into your life, so that this advocate can step in to your life. In scripture, the word advocate there is the Greek word parakletos. It's gonna be up on the screen, little Greek words for you, parakletos. And what that word means, it doesn't just mean advocate, it means an intercessor. An intercessor is someone who stands in the middle, who stands in the gap for you. It means consoler, someone who, when we are brokenhearted or crushed in spirit, he is right there close, consoling us with words of strength and encouragement. He is an advocate. You know who an advocate is? It's someone who goes to bat for you. Who's someone, ah, don't say anything negative or bad about that person. Ah, uh-uh, you're not gonna attack them. Nah, you're not gonna get them to believe those lies. He is our advocate who stands with us, reminding us of who we are, reminding us of what Jesus has done for us. He advocates for the vision of life, the full life that Jesus promised us. He's our comforter. Oh, I like that word. I like to be comforted, but I also like comforters, like the blanket, right? You guys like those? You got a nice big warm comforter on your bed, right? I remember when I was growing up, my mom had a comforter that she would put on her bed that she only put there for like decoration. When it was like bedtime, she would take it off and like fold it up and put it over on her, on like her chest of drawers with some pillows that she never used. I was like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, that comforter is only for display. It's not for use. I literally had, in the front of our house, we had this, it wasn't really, you couldn't even really call it a living room because there were couches and things that we were never allowed to sit on. Like today when my son goes over to my mom's house and he runs on these couches and he's jumping up and down on them, like, Shepard, what are you doing? You're not allowed to do that? That's the no sit on couch, all right? It's decoration only. It had plastic on it when I was growing up. And he jumps on it, and I'm like, Shepard, don't you get it? And, and, like, and my, my mom's like, it's okay. And I'm saying, Mom, it wasn't okay when I was a kid. Why? Because now it's her grandson, right? Much different than your son, right? If you're a grandparent, you know what that's like. With these, we have these things that are just display that we say that we were just to look at but to never use. I would encourage you today in your faith that if the Holy Spirit is something that you've only heard about but never used, 
you're missing out on the true life and the true power that God has for you. Because he is not just a comforter that is for decoration, that just looks the part. He is a comforter that does the part, who is there to advocate for you, who is there to be your helper, your intercessor, your consoler. He is there to give you strength when you need it. He is there to remind you what Jesus has done for you. If you believe that today, give me a good amen, and let's keep going. Honestly, where I want to take this conversation today is walking through these three statements I want you to write down. I love giving you these notes because they're things you can talk about maybe at lunch or talk about talk to someone this week about, hey, what'd you talk about at church? We talked about the Holy Spirit, that he's a person that I can know, I can have a relationship with, I can be filled with. Let me give you these three things as we jump into the heart of the message. Number one, the Holy Spirit lives with us. He is alive and well. He was not just something that had power on the earth 2,000 years ago. He's had power on the earth from the beginning of time. In Genesis 1, it tells us that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. He's existed through it all for eternity. And he lives with us today. The Holy Spirit didn't go to heaven with Jesus. Jesus left the Holy Spirit here to continue to move and live with the miraculous power that he offers. Second thing is, is he dwells in us. It's important to know that the power of the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. Because when you feel like you can't go on anymore, you can remember that there's the power of God that is inside of you. And the third thing, and I love this, just like Jesus was doing in John 14 to the disciples, the Holy Spirit assures us we never have to feel alone. Can I assure you today, you never have to feel alone? Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, you never have to feel alone, friend. You never gotta feel alone. Let them know that today. If you don't know them, it's okay. It'll build your relationship right now. You'll make a friend at church and it'll, it'll be easier to come back, all right? You never have to feel alone. And over the next few weeks, as we're walking through this conversation, I'm gonna be pulling some things out of this book that I'm reading right now uh, called The God I Never Knew and How the Holy Spirit is God. And it's written by a pastor named Robert Morris. He pastors Gateway Church in Dallas, one of the largest churches in the country. And, and he says on page three of this book, I wanna put it up on the screen, he says this about the Holy Spirit. The dynamic full life Jesus promised to believers is a natural outgrowth of intimate friendship with God, the Holy Spirit. See, if you're wanting to see God do amazing things in and through your life, if you're giving God a second or third chance to speak into your life, it comes from understanding that I can trust the Holy Spirit with my life, and it's just a natural outgrowth of everything else. That's the honest conversation we're having today. That's what we're leaning into. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today as we pray and jump into the heart of the message? God, I'm so thankful for everyone here in the auditorium today, I'm so thankful for everyone watching online. God, I'm so thankful for our home team who serves so hard making this happen, setting up our church Sunday in and Sunday out. I'm thankful for our church community. And God, I pray today that we would listen and lean in and we would open our hearts to you. God, again, I pray for someone who's in here, maybe it's their first time in church in a long time. God, I pray, just as we said before, they may feel a long way away from you, but you would speak to them this morning that you're close and you simply wanna have a conversation with them. God, I pray that you'd be with all our amazing kids team in our local city kids area. Help our next generation have an amazing time at church and learn that Jesus is their very best friend, even at a young age. And God, we're so thankful to be here today. And Lord, I'm praying today, this afternoon, the Rays are able to win and get one on the Red Sox today. In Jesus' name, we all say, come on, if you're excited about that, give me a good amen. Clap your hands, let's lean into it. And hey, if you don't know anything about our church, we have a special anointing here when we pray over Tampa sports. And I can tell you, the prayer is working. Now, if the Rays don't win today, still trust God. We still have an anointing over us with prayer. But, uh, you know, we also have to 
ask God to move because I don't know if God shows favor in sports, but I'm going to pray like he does, all right? So let's jump into this and really talk about, again, what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. He says that he is going to show us the fullness of truth, right? He's going to tell us about all things true. I don't know about you, but I've never met anyone that says, I love being lied to. No one likes being lied to. It's one of the things, the quickest thing to break trust in someone, especially for me, is if they lie to me. It's the biggest thing I'm trying to teach our son Shepherd right now. It's like, Shepherd, you can be honest with us and tell us that you did something because I literally just saw you do it. You don't have to try and lie and say that you don't know what happened. Even at three and a half, it's amazing that lying just comes naturally to protect ourselves, right? Or to not bring blame upon ourselves. Well, see, I, we believe that there is this enemy in our life called the devil, called Satan, who has been cast out from the things of God because of pride, and he's always wanting to destroy our life. The Bible tells us that he literally is seeking for those who he may devour. That sounds intense, but it is intense because it's the reality. And I think the biggest thing that the enemy would love to do in your life is to put dysfunction in your heart and mind about who the Holy Spirit is. See, it's very clear in the Bible about this thing called the Trinity. It's very clear that the Trinity is the three persons of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're all equally God, and if you try to fully understand that, it'll make your head hurt, but that's the point because we're supposed to believe in something that we can't fully understand because that helps us trust it. We don't fully understand what's going on in our life. And today... When we think about the Holy Spirit, I want to give you some truth because there's a quote from an old theologian I quote a lot. His name is A.W. Tozer. He was a theologian in the beginning of this century. And he wrote this about the enemy and about the Holy Spirit. Here's what he says. I need now to give a warning. Big words right here. And that warning is simply that a spirit-filled church is the target of the enemy. He knows the potential of a spirit-filled church and that the focus of such a church is the exaltation of Jesus Christ, which the devil hates with a passion. So listen, the devil hates what we do on Sundays, and he hates you getting involved, and he also hates any power that you could tap into in your life. And so if he can convince you that the Holy Spirit is not something to talk about, if he can convince you because of things you've heard or seen or maybe even grown up with that the Holy Spirit freaks you out a little bit and you want nothing to do with it, then he's won. I see, if I, was trying, if I was the enemy trying to do those things, the first thing I would do is try to cut my enemy off from their supply of power. And that's what the, that's what the enemy tries to do to us. See, we, get, we begin to delve into the things about the Holy Spirit, and what happens is some of us, and maybe even sometimes in our communities of faith, that we, again, we want local city to be a spirit-filled church because the Holy Spirit's power is how we do this. Now, that doesn't just mean there's, doesn't mean there's one thing that maybe you're thinking of. It means the whole f- gifts, the whole basket of what God is offering. So why do sometimes we choose to live spirit-less or spirit-empty lives? Let me give you two quick things. Number one is that some of us might be just completely unaware of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in John 14 that some people will not recognize him. They're just unaware that, God, that Jesus left the Holy Spirit as our advocate, as our paracletos counselor comforter to be with us no matter what. In Acts 19.2, here's what it says. They're asking the church, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them? He said, no. We haven't even heard that there is one. Like it's one of those things where people say, have you done this? No, I didn't, know you, I didn't even know you could do that. And that's what's happening here in the early church in the book of Acts is they're saying, hey, did you surrender to your life? Did you receive the Holy Spirit as well? And they say, no, we didn't even know you could do that. 
Well, today I want to help you make, I want to make you aware of the truth that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is someone who wants to bring you power, who wants to advocate for you. That in the time where the disciples were seeking, this is important, in the time when the disciples were seeking answers from Jesus, when Jesus needed to comfort them and give them confidence to continue on in their faith, what did Jesus say? I'm leaving you the Holy Spirit to be with you. I think it's the most important thing that we can be aware of because it's from Jesus' words, it's not mine. It's what he said is the most important thing to realize, that I'm leaving someone who it's good for me to go so that the Holy Spirit can come. Now, Jesus did some amazing miracles, and he was the greatest man, the greatest son of God, the only son of God that ever lived here on this earth. But to see what's happened through communities of faith and through God's church since then, I mean, it's what Jesus built, and the Holy Spirit is the causal agent that's made it possible, the power that he offers us. So number one, don't be, aware, don't be unaware anymore. Number two, this is a big one, some resist the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter seven, verse 51, it says, you stubborn people. Nobody likes being around stubborn people. I know that because I'm a stubborn person. And I, sometimes I know people don't like being around me when I'm stubborn about things and about opinions and things like that. That's okay, but we can't be stubborn about the things of God. It says, you stubborn people, must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? Jesus says not only will people not recognize him, some won't even be looking for him because they're resisting the reality and truth of who he is. Some of that's because the message of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit's been hijacked by just the crazies out there, all right? It's been hijacked by things that aren't of God. It's been hijacked by things that the enemy uses to drive a wedge between people and their faith, and it's kind of intense. But what I know about the Holy Spirit is that he is a gentle Holy Spirit. I mean, he's never gonna force himself on someone the same way God has not forced himself on us. He says, hey, here's who I am. It's your decision to believe in that or not. He is a kind God. He is a good God. So if I can encourage you for the next 15, 20 minutes as we begin to have a conversation today, don't resist the Holy Spirit for the next few minutes here and see if God speaks to you. I know he will. I know he's alive and active today, not because I'm saying that, but because Jesus said it. It's one of these things I remember when growing up, we had this little tiny dog. I've always been, we've always been a tiny dog family, all right? Now, I like big dogs, but we just didn't have the room for them. And, and we had this tiny little dog, a little baby Yorkie, and I would take it on a walk every now and then. And I would walk it down the street, and usually things would be going great. But as dogs do sometimes, they get panicked or they get fearful of something, Right? And what they do is they dig their heels into the sidewalk or into the ground, and you may be walking really nicely, then all of a sudden you're like, whoa! And they're just like not moving, right? And you're like, I don't want to choke you, but we got to keep going, all right? Now, this little tiny dog, it was so small. It was like this big, the size of some of your dog's heads probably. And, and I, but when she would stick her feet in the ground, she wasn't moving. She was resisting. And I would say, hey, like, I'm trying to get you home to where you want to go anyway. And if you just wouldn't resist me, I can take you there. Like, let, just walk with me. I'm leading you and guiding you. And God is trying to do that with some of us through the Holy Spirit. Where he's saying, hey, if you would just let me lead you and guide you, I'm trying to take you home where you can find the full life that I have for you. So stop digging your heels in because I don't want to choke you with how I'm trying to move in your life. So if you would just let go and let God and trust that the Holy Spirit is moving in your life and not resist anymore, you would begin to live a life that you never thought possible. You would approach your life with confidence that you know is coming directly 
from God that has been offered to you through his son, Jesus. So don't be unaware anymore and definitely don't resist. Because, man, I don't want to resist the things of God. Is it uncomfortable sometimes? Oh, yeah. But what's good for me is a lot of times uncomfortable. What's good for me is sometimes some things I don't think I need. But I don't have to be unaware and I don't have to resist anymore. Here's what Jesus says, continuing in John chapter 14, verse 26 to 27. He says, but then the Father again sends the advocate, this is huge, as my representative, underline that phrase, as my representative. You wanna see Jesus move in your life, you gotta surrender into the things and be filled with the power of his representative. Like when the Holy Spirit's speaking into our life, it's literally like the voice of Jesus is speaking to us. I'm telling you, surrendering and being filled with the Holy Spirit changes the way you read the Bible. It changes the way you pray. It changes the way you worship. You may sit in service on Sundays and man, it's like, man, those people are really passionately worshiping. Well, I worship that way, number one, because I know what I've been saved from, which is huge. You always gotta remember that. And two, I understand that I'm just not worshiping to an empty room. I'm not just worshiping. There's not power in what I'm singing. There's power in the audience that's filling my worship, the audience of God, the power of the Holy Spirit that is in these words, that is in this open posture of arms stretched wide and, and mouth open, right? That's where the power comes from. So you begin to realize that the Holy Spirit is living with you. He's dwelling in you. He assures you of the things of God. So you begin to have this bedrock foundation that helps you stand in the midst of crazy situations. It helps you stand on things that you know that will never leave you or fail you or will never break apart and never let you down. He is the representative of Jesus. He says that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything. Underline that phrase. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Now, for some of us, it's important to believe, especially when we've said yes to Jesus and stepped into believing in him, that that little voice you hear inside is not your conscience, all right? That little voice you hear inside is the Holy Spirit reminding you of everything that Jesus taught. To remind you that you are not what you've done, you are not your past. You are who God says you are. You are what Jesus has done for you. It's not about the work that I'm doing today, it's about the work that Jesus has done for me. And I live from that. And the Holy Spirit reminds me of my freedom. He reminds me of my strength. He reminds me that you can do this. I encourage you today, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do this. And the Holy Spirit wants you to remind, to remind you of those things. The Holy Spirit also speaks to you about things you know you probably shouldn't be doing. You ever do those things or be around those crowds or go to those places or look at those things you know you're not supposed to? And you're like, why do I feel weird <laughs> right now? Why do I, because the Holy Spirit's literally saying, hey, this isn't good for you anymore. You gotta step out of some of this stuff. There, are, there is some sacrifices that have to be made when we step into our faith journey with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus and with our Heavenly Father God. Because he's the representative of Jesus that's speaking into our life today. And he simply wants to teach you every, I love that, everything, everything. He wants to teach it all to you. And he wants to remind you of who you are. So who is the Holy Spirit? Let me give you three things today, it's really good. Let me give you three things to really remember this week and as we begin to pray about this more. Number one, the Holy Spirit, he is my helper. He is my helper. I don't know about you, but I need some help in my life. I need some help sometimes. You ever like been around watching someone carry something really heavy and you see them walk by people 
And the people are just like, oh, stinks for them. I'm glad I'm not carrying that thing. And they don't offer to help from a distance. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You can see that person is struggling. Why don't you help them? Happened today. Someone on our, our hosting was trying to get a big crate out of a box, and I was like, hey, can I help you? Yes, please. That's what the Holy Spirit's trying to do, all right? Sometimes we think that the Holy Spirit's like this. Ah, yeah, shouldn't carry that. You haven't worked out in a while. You're going to hurt yourself. Uh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, you didn't stretch before. You're going to strain your back. Live with your legs. I told you. I told you. We think that's the way the Holy Spirit helps us. No. A lot of times, the Holy Spirit steps into your life, and when you're carrying that heavy thing, all of a sudden, it gets a little bit lighter. You're like, how am I doing this? Because the Holy Spirit is working alongside you, helping you, doing the invisible things that you can't see, because he loves to do that. I mean, it's, remember that Jesus, when he speaks, he is a very intentional speaker. So when he labels the Holy Spirit as your advocate, that's what the Holy Spirit's going to do. When he says the Holy Spirit is your helper, that's what he's going to do. God cannot lie about who he is. And the three persons of the Trinity cannot lie or deny about who they are. So God is always our father. Jesus is always our closest friend and savior who conquered death and sin so for us so that we could be forgiven and free. The Holy Spirit is always our comforter and advocate and the one who breathes strength into us we feel like we can't go on anymore. He is your helper and he's always there for you. He never leaves us. There's no situation too difficult for him. Now maybe you've grown up in church though and you've seen people practice the gifts of the Holy Spirit and they've used it as like a mantle of look at me, look at me. That is not what the Holy Spirit is ever to be used for. That's manipulation, that's spiritual harm and it's not good. Because here's what the Holy Spirit does. I read this on an Instagram quote not too long ago. It's from a pastor I follow, and he says this, the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than me. I don't know about you, but I've said that a lot today, so just get the, how I'm trying to relate to you. I don't know about you, but here's me, all right? I know that the version of me that sometimes exists in this world is not that great. Sometimes I can be a little selfish. Sometimes I can be a little hurtful. I am not perfect. We're all not perfect. And the Holy Spirit isn't about lofting us up on this pedestal or on this stage to say, look what I can do. No, I say, hey, he's making me better than me. The only way I can get through this situation is because I've surrendered and trusted to the filling power of the Holy Spirit. I can't do this without him. I can't move another inch without him in the difficulties that I'm facing. So I want you to know today, the Holy Spirit is not just for someone with pastor in front of their name. It's not just for the people that stand on this stage or serve at our church. It is for you. It is for you today. Because Jesus has left him as your advocate, your rep his representative to you, your helper, all of the above for right now in this moment. Second thing is this, is the Holy Spirit is my friend, big part right here, and he is not weird. He is my friend, he's not weird. Now listen, we all got some weird friends. On your left, turn to your right, one in three people are weird, they say. So if you look, oh, they're not weird, maybe it's me. See, he's my friend and he's not weird. We've all got that weird friend or that weird relative that we're not looking forward to be around, being around in the holidays. And sometimes with how the church has, I wouldn't even say the capital C church, with how churches have presented the Holy Spirit, we're like, whoa, no, that's too weird. Here's the thing about the Holy Spirit that I want you to understand this. There is a fine line between weird and wonder. And what I mean about that is, 
Yes, there are gonna be some, some things we've seen like, whoa, that weirds me out. But there are also gonna be other things that we see like, I wonder, what is that? Because wonder draws us to, I wanna know that more, and being weirded out is like, I can't get far enough away from that. So if the Holy Spirit is our friend, he's not weird, but he does make us wonder. I remember growing up, you know, I, I, as a kid, I grew up in uh, just a denominational church, and like I've told you before, I, I was dragged to church, did not enjoy it. But then I started going to, to this church, and they would talk about the Holy Spirit, and, and they would pray a certain way, and they would lift their hands and, and clap and be excited about worship, and there was something that was so authentic and real about it. And see, even though I had, I had grown up in church where it was, um, you sit down, you stand up, like that was it. And nothing really ever applied to me. So a big jump to this new church I started going to when I was a teenager, big jump from ah to like, whoa, they're like moving around, this is fun. You know, I could have been weirded out by it, but because it was authentic, because it was real, because it was of the Holy Spirit, it made me wonder about where my faith really was. It made me wonder about, am I really living with the full power of God that I've heard so much about. It made me wonder, is there more to this that I'm missing out on? See, I want you to know today that there is more to the Holy Spirit that you have not discovered yet. There is more to the friendship that he wants with you that you have not stepped into. It's a daily submission to the Holy Spirit saying, hey, fill me in a new way today. I need your power. I need your strength. I need you to help me. But even more than that, more than that, I need your friendship today because I can't do this on my own. He's my helper. He is my friend that he's not weird. And the third thing is, he is God. He's God, that's it. I got, I got to tell you that today. Because I know that some people of faith, they've talked about, I love church, I love God, and all these things, but ah, Holy Spirit's not for me. The scriptures literally tell us that the Holy Spirit is God. In the book of Acts, like we've read, there's this instance where a husband and wife, they sell some land. Their name are Ananias and Sapphira. They sell some land and they come to the church and they say, all right, hey, we sold some land and we said we would give the the, what we made back to the church, so here it is. Problem was that it wasn't all that they had sold it for. They were only giving a little bit back. And through the understanding of the Holy Spirit working through the leaders of the church at that time, they look at Ananias and Sapphira and say, how could you lie against the Holy Spirit? How could you lie against God in the same sentence? So we see there and in many more areas of scripture, the Holy Spirit is God. He's the third person of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And what happens in that moment, because that they had lied to, to the Holy Spirit, because they have lied to God, the Bible tells us they drop down dead right there. Yeah, there's some intense stuff like that in the Bible, but don't steal from God. That's a good lesson right there, totally other message. But the thing is, is that we got to realize that, that when we say things like, ah, the Holy Spirit's not for me, what we're really saying is, okay, well, the full things of God are not for me. That, you know, I, I was once this way, but I don't know anymore. Well, the Holy Spirit's God, and if you want, know, you want to know more about God in your life, it's about being filled with the Spirit of God. I love the title of these talks, The God I Never Knew. My heart for you is that you would know the God of the Holy Spirit in your life. My heart for you is that he would no longer be the furniture that you never sit in anymore, but the, the person of God that you rest in and are powered from and are fulfilled by. Here's what Jesus continues to say in John chapter 16. I love this. He says, there is so much more. Underline that for me. 
There is so much more I want to tell you. But he also says, you can't bear it now. It's too much for you. It's too good, so I can't tell you right now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. I love this right here. He will tell you about the future. Why was I never too stressed about 2020, and why am I not too stressed about life right now? Because I just believe I've been spoken to some comfort and guidance by the Holy Spirit that I know God's in control, that I know God's got this, that he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Man, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. He wants to move in your life, but it takes just surrendering to him. It takes just saying, okay, I'm here. What do you have to say? I love that Jesus says, there's so much more for you. Can I encourage you? Local City Church, not just for our church community, but for your life as well. Maybe it's your first time in church today. There is so much more that God has for you. It's more than the brokenness of your past. It's more than the mistakes you've made. It's more than you could possibly ask or imagine. And it's only going to be made possible through the Holy Spirit and with His strength, with Him as your advocate, counselor, comforter, helper. You can carry it. You can move forward. You can bear it and you can see God do amazing things in your life. I need a little bit better of an amen than that today because that is what's available to us. Let me give you three quick things. Think about what the Holy Spirit does as this person. Not only is he our helper, our friend, and God, what he's always gonna do in your life, I believe, is we're gonna unpack it more over these next few weeks, but really what I wanna leave you with today is that the Holy Spirit will comfort you He'll counsel you, and he'll convict you. And in just a second, I'm going to unpack what convict you means, because I think we have a misunderstanding of what that really means. But I brought this stool out here. Well, we bring it out every week, and sometimes I sit on it, but it actually has a real meaning today. Because I think about our life, right? I think about if you were to look at this stool as like the authority, who's in control of my life? Now, comfortably, only one person can sit on this stool. Like, if I were to say, hey, come sit on this stool with me, you'd be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good where I'm sitting. I don't want to sit there. That's okay. Even if I asked my wife, hey, come sit on this stool with me, she'd be like, nah, it's okay. It's only made for one person. Only one person can sit here comfortably. In our life, only really one person can sit comfortably in the driver's seat. And for us, it's really important to get up out of the control chair and let the Holy Spirit sit there for a while. Because I know, again, I don't know about you, but me, sometimes I'm like, all right, yeah, Holy Spirit, come on, sit right there. I got it for you. It's nice and warmed up. Go ahead. You're in control. Hey, hey, what what are you doing? (laughs) I don't want to go that way. No, 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 we can't go that way. No, no, I don't want to talk about that. That's from my past. I don't want to deal with that. I don't don't really know if I have all the answers about that. You know what, Holy Spirit, you can sit over here and drive the pastor's side. I'm going to come back here. Why don't you stay over there? All right, cool. Now I'm back. And when we begin to see things that we maybe are uncomfortable with or disagree with or maybe are stretching us to a level beyond our comfort zone, then we want to hop back in. But then we even do things that are just as detrimental. We say, okay, hey, uh, you sit on this half, Holy Spirit, and I'll sit on this half. Well, I don't want to sit here for very long, and I promise you neither does God. It's not comfortable. It's not the best situation for us. 
the, uh, can I give you today what the, what the whole message of today is about? Who is this person of the Holy Spirit? Is that he's the person that wants to help you with your life, to sit in the driver's seat and help take you places that you never thought possible, to help show you things that you never thought could happen in your life, to free you from things and to live with power in the situations that you're facing, to know that there is a God with you that's dwelling in you today, that you are not alone, that he comforts you, counsels you, and convicts you to the truth true full life that Jesus has for you. Come on, local city. We got to get out of the chair and let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. What I love about the Holy Spirit is he prepares you for things. He begins to download things in your life and he prepares you for discussions and conversations and decisions. And sometimes there's going to be moments where when you surrender to your life and are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the situation, I don't really know. I don't really know if we should do that, or I don't know if we should make that decision. Because the Holy Spirit knows better than you do. And sometimes, he, yes, he wants to comfort you. So true. Hey, I'm with you. He wants to counsel you and say, hey, you know what? That might not be the best decision. See, if you have, have you ever met with a counselor and if you never take their advice, they're not gonna want you, to, they're not gonna wanna be your counselor for that long because they're trying to help you see things that you don't see. When we drive, there's things called our blind spots, right? Things that we can't see. And sometimes we don't see it until it's too late. Well, when we surrender to the comfort and counsel of the Holy Spirit, he can help you see things that you don't see. Not only behind you, but also in front of you that may be in places that you didn't think you could go. The third thing is convict. He convicts you. Now, what does that word mean? Well, in the scriptures, when Jesus uses that word, what he's talking about is not that we look at conviction as like the Holy Spirit making us feel bad for the wrong decisions that we've made. Oh, I heard what you said. Oh, I saw what you did. Oh, I saw what you thought when your spouse said that thing or did that thing. Ah, I saw. It's not conviction. See, conviction is not a downward, punching down type thing where God is like, look what you've done. I'm gonna knock you down to size. It's not what conviction is. Conviction happens upwards, saying that, hey, here's who you really are. You're not that anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to live that way anymore. Anger, fear, resentment, offense, you don't have to carry that anymore. I want to convict you upwards to who you really are. And what the Holy Spirit does in your life by conviction, it's truly that he's trying to convince you what Jesus has done for you. You see, when you say yes to Jesus, when you surrender your life to him, the conviction that happens is the Holy Spirit saying, hey, just so you know, the righteousness of Jesus that you could never earn, the forgiveness of God that you could never pay for was given to you because of what Jesus did. So if I could just convince you right now, that's truth. You can't change God's mind. All you gotta do is trust it, accept it, and choose to follow him and believe what he said. Would you let me just convince you of that? today, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's trying to convince you that you are a son and daughter of God who has place in the family of God, who has power, power available to you that can, that has, and that will continue to change the world. It's just about getting up and letting him drive for the rest of time, for the rest of our life. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. And he convinces us by conviction who we are. I want to close with this quote from the book. Here's what it says. The Holy Spirit was sent to make us aware that we're lost and in need of Jesus, to lead us to him. 
then to persuade us that we are in right standing with God through him. And finally, to fill us with the conviction, I love this, that Satan is a defeated enemy who no longer has any authority over me, over you, over us. Come on, if you believe that today, that's the good stuff. That's the power of the Spirit. That's the God we never knew. As we close today, would you stand to your feet and then close your eyes? Thank you so much for joining us on The Local Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your heart. Let Jesus do the deep work that only He can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to local church. Your generosity makes this podcast possible and creates life change for so many people. You can be a part of spreading this message by going to local.church give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this message with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Have a great day.